Hello and welcome to another episode of Iodelli Speaks. I'm Iodelli Harrison, husband, father of two, 20-year educator based here in Atlanta, Georgia. So, um, the other day, as you all know, I have a, a six-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old son. And um, the other day, I took my daughter to the doctors to a pediatrician it was a weight checkup and everything like that and um so we did a weight thing and and you know found out that my daughter is six years old and weighs 97 pounds now that is a lot I understand but when she was born um she was born into the 98th percentile for height 98th percentile for weight so she is a thick lovable baby girl to me um and she is um she is my child you know i am 6'2 325 pounds i went to which is a lot um that's why i'm out on these walks and trying to work out every day and watch what i eat but um six foot two 325 pounds at the age of 42 i know i need to lose some weight and you know get healthier um And so she's going to be, you know, she comes from thick stock, you know. Um, And so at the doctor today or yesterday, actually, well, today is Saturday, August. What is it? August um, 8th. So we went to the doctors on August 7th. Um, And so found out she's 97 pounds. And that is a a big number for a six-year-old. Um, and then we found out that that is, she's gained 11 pounds since February, you know, which was her last checkup. And that's concerning, you know, very concerning. I mean, we've, my wife and I have taken, you know, strategic measures to make sure we're limiting her sugar intake, increasing her water, you know, exercise, but man, COVID is crazy, you know, and, you know, talking to her, her pediatrician, you know, she was like, well, this is this is what we're seeing these days where, you know, because um, there's the, you know, self, it's not quarantine, but it's, you know, the stay at home orders. And, you know, there's a lot less, you know, school has been interrupted in terms of the physical space that they want after school activities, summer camp, all those things where our youth, my children, my neighborhood, you know, children would would be engaged Um have been cut and so there is a lot more even for as adults but there's a lot more for our youth stagnant you know uh where they're sitting and learning online or you know just playing in the house um not necessarily outside it is hard to you know with our families and our communities um to to get to bring kids together because we could you know spread COVID that way. So we're trying to do physical distancing, you know, with our children. And so that means a reduced amount of play. And, you know, I was just thinking like, it worries me, you know, it worries me for, for my daughter. Um, but then the children of my community and, and the children across Atlanta, specifically black, brown, those who are, um, located living in under, under resourced communities. You know what that effect would be like you know when you now couple this sitting stagnant indoor existence that we have with 
food deserts that exist, access to quality whole food, when you know, all of those things. We know that childhood obesity, I think I, I read something the other day that two thirds of Americans' children are identified as obese. And I'll have to find that article and I'll share it in the resources to be specific. But it's a large amount of our children. It might not be two thirds, it might be 25%, but I'll, I'll look into it. But are obese, they were obese pre COVID. Now that we are physical distancing, staying at home, what is that rate gonna look like now? And how is that gonna impact black children? My child. And so, you know, as someone who has, you know, pretty much been 6'2", little over 275 pounds in high school, right? My, my junior and senior year in college, got up to about 285 so on and so forth. I've been large my whole life. So it's always been, I've always been thinking about my weight and issues of self-confidence and, you know, of what, how my body looked and all those other types of things. And so I know the struggle to be, you know, I was chunky pretty much fifth grade all the way until now. Um, and the words that we use were chunky, husky, fat, you know, all those other things. And so I take that with me and I think about my experience as a youth, think about reflecting on my eating habits, my exercising habits, and all the things that I want to do differently, or all the things that I might have been able to do differently, might have had my, my parents do differently and my community do differently for me, even though I was very active, like I'm thinking about that as I'm raising my daughter, knowing that she is very tall and knowing that she is, she has some weight to her, you know? And so I think about how do I keep her active, right? Uh, I thought about it quite often pre-COVID where she was always in after school programs. Uh, one night a week, she would do gymnastics. Um, some of the after school programs include dance, uh, playing soccer and those types of things. So active five days a week. And then we would have some activities um, on the weekend she would go to summer camp where she was always active and doing those things. And then, you know, noticing when pre-COVID, when energy got high, we try to go to the park. Like one of the things, there are two things in my household I'll almost never say no to, <laughs> depending on the situation. But I'll almost never say no to. And those are, Dad, will you read me a book? Dad, can we go to the park? Those are two things I try not to say. Like, I try when those two questions are asked. And my daughter asked those. We try and make sure we do it because I know that my parents, you know, when my, my parents are divorced, they were divorced when I was in third grade, third of, between third and fourth grade. Um, when I was with my dad on weekdays and then with visitation on um, weekends, every other weekend, we would always be out in the yard. We'd always be walking. You know, when we went to the grocery store, he had a, he had two cars. And I, we never took them. <laughs> we always walked. Like some of them were like three, four miles away. You know, depending upon where we need to go. If we need to go to back in the day, Radio Shack, all those other things. So, staying active was a part of my experience with my parents. And so, I think about how to stay active with my daughter. You know, and so she's not. So, I mean, in, in one of the episodes earlier this season, um, I talked about she's watching over five hours of TV. And that was because um, we had challenge, like many other families with 
figuring out childcare while we actually still have to work full time. And so there's been those, but we've really been actively engaged in trying to keep her moving. But even in this time, like, and, and we've taken her to park to play for 30 or 40 minutes, gone, gone outside on walks, grabbed some of her friends that uh, we have been uh, entering COVID, uh, connecting with. So we're not connected with everybody, but we have two other families that we co-share childcare with during the week because um, we deemed each other safe and you know we've been around each other for a bit um, and all of our families have not experienced any you know virus symptoms or anything like that so we keep her active in that way and so you know it's just interesting that like I'm we've limited her candy intake her sweets intake her desserts intake the amount of chips you know I've had to learn how to portion her plate out because <laughs> she'll pretty much eat whatever we give her you know um and it's you know what's on the plate she'll eat and so Natasha like the pediatrician and my wife Natasha had to talk me through about you know half a fist size of this and portion out her plate and so we are really intentional about monitoring her food and monitoring her amount of exercise and I'm intentional about it and I think about it a lot because I was a fat kid and quite honestly I didn't like being a fat kid you know and and even to this day like I, I felt like I feel like like I'm a, a skinny guy <laughs> in a fat guy's body you know um, I might post a picture of my brother my brother he's three years older than me um, same parents um, and he he's like you know <laughs> Uh, a Zulu warrior, <laughs> you know, whatever that might be, abs, sick pack, muscles, all the other types of things, fit as I don't know what, you know, he's a, uh, in the high ranks of, as a capoeira instructor, he's been doing all this, we, we've both had very active lives, you know, but we have two totally different body types, and so I was, you know, consistently looking at him growing up, thinking like, why do I got stretch marks, <laughs> You know, <laughs> why am I carrying more weight and those types of things? And so I struggled with that. And so with my daughter, I'm trying to be very intentional about um, having her understanding healthy eating, uh, healthy exercise. Um, so I had my brother to chase after in terms of like everything he did, I wanted to do. You know, Ife's um, older brother, who's 17, he's a lot further ahead. And he is an active kid, but an active in different ways. And, you know, Ife doesn't always follow him and have that lead. And so for me, like, I realized that my exercise regimen is being selfish for me and a, and a form of self-care for me. But then also is I'm demonstrating to my daughter what it means to try and, and exercise regularly, eat right, stretch, walk, run, ride the bike, go swimming, like just to have an active lifestyle. And so even with all of that, and so those are my, my hangups. And I try not to, to, to drop them on my child. I try not to let them influence the way that I raise her in terms of we, we've talked a lot about, you know, um, 
body shaming and how to avoid that. We talked about just how to be positive in the way that we speak. And so, you know, in this time with it's concerning that she is, you know, she's gained 11 pounds, you know, in the last four months, five months, six months, actually. And, you know, but I'm not going to beat myself up, you know, as, as a family, like it, it is concerning and we will continue to do things. And, and when talking to the doctor, we figured out, you know, maybe some places where there's um, a lot of carbs being um, had in the morning with her breakfast. And my daughter is six and we've gotten to the point where she's been able to. Good morning. Good, morning. How you doing? Good and yourself. Um, she's been able to uh, self-navigate breakfast in the morning. So she gets up and she pretty much gets her breakfast together. And so, you know, talking to the doctor about, you know, maybe reducing some of the, the carbs that she has in terms of juice and fruit and cereal and all these things that just turn into sugar later, right, that might be contributing. Um, but for the most part, like the doctor said, just keep doing what you're doing, just finding other areas, you know. And, you know, I'm very intentional because of the way my experience about my growing up, about helping Ife understand and have confident body type and, and be in shape and be fit and be a strong girl. Cause she's, she's, oh gosh, I can't even know her height right now. So I'm six two and she's hurt. The top of her head is, is close to the bottom of my armpit. So I think it's like four foot tall already, you know, maybe. Um, like just, just like underneath my, my breastplate is where she comes to me at the age of six. And so she's going to be, uh, a big girl and she's anticipated to, to reach a height of probably around what well, my hope is that she hits six foot. I would love for her to hit six foot. That's, you know, I'd love that. I'd love for her to be an athlete, whatever, however that might be defined, be a, a STEM professional, do whatever the heck she wants to do. But I, you know, I, as a father, I'm like, who, all right, we might have a, an athlete here. Who knows? She might do judo, MMA, maybe volleyball, maybe basketball, whatever. Just, I'm just excited. I mean, I digress, but anyway, so that's my daughter and we've been intentional about trying to keep her active and I know other parents are out there doing that and some, some, that intentionality is, is there and hopeful for some, but I just, I wonder what obesity is going to look like for the black community as we continue to navigate COVID. Because we all know that, and I finally figured out how to say this word, we have pre-existing conditions, diabetes, heart disease, all these other types of things that are within us, right, that are in our blood. And, you know, we are susceptible to getting sick and all these other types of things. And so it's important for us to stay active. And, you know, there's sometimes a, the lack of access to quality food, to fresh food um, because of food deserts and things like that. They have already existed pre-COVID, but now we're here at this time in COVID. Like those things, those inequities are even greater exacerbated. Right. And we talk about just the, the, the in the in the present health of black people in our community well as covid continues to spread and 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 i you know I'm, I'm sorry to say it doesn't it doesn't look like it's going anywhere like georgia is still becoming a hot spot there's a bunch of florida it's crazy right kids are getting ready to go back to school some in person you know this thing is going to continue to spread and that means that we're going to continue to have a more virtual life and that virtual life does not necessarily contribute to us being physically active 
and it's in schools were a place where and summer camps YMCA Boys and Girls Club which I believe are are closed at this time they were the places where our kids had a chance to be active all those places are being shut down for the most part what type of havoc is that so what type of havoc is that going to I had to end the recording and, and it cut off, but I'm back. Um, what type of habit is that going to wreak on the health of our children and impacting them growing into adolescence to young adulthood to adulthood? What impact is this virtual life, this this inactivity, this sitting indoors, staying indoors, going to have, you know, on our children, um, specifically black children? You know. Yeah, as a parent, it's it's tough because it's well. Do you help them get active? You know, um, how do we do that? And so, um, some of the things that that I've seen, you know, solutions, solutions. What are what are some possible solutions that that we can have that are really important? So, one of them is simply is getting kids outside and walking, right? So we can just get out and 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 have an afternoon walk. I've seen families in my community get out and walk with their children in the afternoon. Um, or in the mornings, uh, just as an activity or midday, something like that during the recess, right? Also bike riding, playing balls, throwing a ball, being active, you know, it's, it's playing 60 minutes. Uh, if there's a family or, or, or a set of other kids that are available, I've seen families who feel that other community neighbors are safe to, to interact with, and they've been interacting throughout COVID, getting the kids together and letting them just play outside on the trampoline and those types of things, right? So not everybody is um, able to, you know, bring their kids together. Sometimes the timing might be very difficult, but there's also um, a variety of different um, exercise, youth exercise and kid exercise uh, videos on YouTube. Um, and so I'll drop a few of those links in the resources. Um, I know with my daughter, there's, you know, and I've seen this in class, right? When it's like, get the wiggles out, you know, there's the wiggle song or the jiggle song. You know, I've seen in kindergarten and first grade and really elementary classes when kids are feeling wiggly or when they're learning their numbers, there's a dance and a physical routine to it. Like those are ways to get activity to do. And, and what is helpful as a guardian, as a caregiver, you know, for whatever capacity is doing it with them right? Getting engaged with them because they're so used to, they meaning our kids are so used to being alongside of other kids. And so they don't want to do it alone. So it's doing that, right? There's a lot of songs where you can work on sight words. I'm thinking of my daughter who's six, working on sight words and also dancing at the same time, you know, running and jumping in place. Um, there are um, online when I'm seeing some virtual recesses. So some, you know, physical education teachers have gone on to actually produce, you know, more content to where there's things you can do indoors. You can take, you know, your device with Internet access, hopefully out to the front yard or to the front porch um, or to the garage and, and do, you know, if if inside your house, you know, playing isn't, you know, the, the best thing, you know, because we don't like balls being dribbled in our house and flipping and all other kind of stuff can break things but you know the garage out front and the backyard they can still do this take out a bluetooth speaker and so they can hear what the the things you know they need to do so there are different ways to stay active i know that with um here in atlanta my daughter's a part of kids gym which is um in the college park community and she's it's a, a part of tumbleweeds a, a gym youth gym organization and what they've done is translate and have their coaches come on and actually do 
uh, physical, they do Facebook Live um, events on Saturdays and Sundays, I believe, you know, for an hour or 30 minutes. And so they have the class that kids would normally be going to on a weekday or weekend. They have that class for 35, 40 minutes. So there's a variety of ways um, with if you have internet access, if you not have internet access, if it's indoors, if it's out there to stay active, because we want to make sure our kids still understand what it means to be active, right? What it means to be active because, yes, they probably will gain some weight during this time. That's what, I mean, that's just natural. Like, we're moving around a lot less. But that doesn't mean that um, they have to lose a sense of what being active means. And so as parents, as caregivers, as you know, a community that cares, you know, it's important that we continue to keep them active. You know, um, I'm doing the best that I can with, with, with my daughter um, in this time and knowing that, you know, their clothes might, you know, what's the ramification? Their clothes might fit a little different, right? Um, and a little bit tighter and so on and so forth. And so, but we're just trying to do the best that we can um, in this climate of COVID to make sure that uh, we take care of ourselves because, you know, we're, we're thinking about returning to schools or schools are starting, you know, some are going in person, some are doing virtual, some are doing a combination, whatever it might be, we know that our kids are less active and it's important that we keep them as active as possible, you know? Um, and, and some parents, you know, have continued to engage their children in um, youth sports. You know, I know, uh, I, I know of a school here in Atlanta, a middle school um, is still, you know, running youth football practice and it's conditioning practice. They are observing social distancing, you know, during or physical distancing during these practices, coaches wearing masks, spraying down all the objects and stuff like that to keep kids active because it is important. It is important. So I, I hope to share more information about, you know, childhood obesity. I'm actually looking to line up a conversation uh, with a pediatrician and someone who is um, a youth expert in terms of childhood obesity to, to be able to have them come on um, either on this podcast or um, on a, a Zoom that I'll release. I, I can't really, I haven't really figured out which way it's going to look at this point, but to really talk to some pediatricians about what can parents do? You know, what options for, for food can we have that, you know, are still inexpensive, you know, and affordable but in, and um, time efficient? You know, how are we able to do that? So snacking is improved. So I hope to bring them on because I want to learn more about how to provide this for my child. I want you all to know, um, to all my listeners to have, you know, these particular resources. So anyway, our kids need to be active as you know and we're just trying to encourage them to stay active because obesity in youth leads to so many other conditions later on that we have to stay on top of it now we know that our children might gain weight during this time might be more still but it's again keeping them active with that so again thank you for listening i'm iodelli harrison um uh, you can follow me on instagram and twitter at iodelli underscore h-a-r 78 I'm often talking and sharing about my experience as a black male educator, as a black male father, um, and, and a variety of different things that I'm talking about that are there. I have several workshops that are coming up um, in August, September, and October, and you can find those at cbventures.eventbrite.com. Um, register for those, it, really just having those conversations about school improvement. Um, but really just wanted to share that with you, and I wish you all the best. Take care.